the rest of the family isn't going to do that with you or don't want to or that's where they've got pushback or whatever. So how do you make it work? I eat a different dinner every night and my family eats what I eat. So I, um, my process is, so I sit down on a Sunday night. I do one, online shopping saves so much time. So I make sure I do online shopping. Um, I pick all my meals, all my dinners for the What week. are some of the typical dinners that you would have? With you and the family. Um, so one of my training nights is a really, really easy one. To make it easy for me is we have eggs night. So mm. I personally like scrambled eggs. I have scrambled eggs on sourdough. Wow. Um, but it also means that, you know, if someone wants fried eggs, it's easy to do. Or my daughter likes to get into the kitchen, so she'll make herself an omelette. But it's an easy night. And mm. I'll always put that on a training night. So mm. I know because I train in the evening. So that's a, a, a low prep meal that's really easy to do after training. Have uh, anything else from... You know, anything from steak and homemade chips and um, lamb chops and mashed potato, mm. uh, a really nice slow cooker teriyaki chicken that we have with mm. rice. Um, mm. Oh, I've got one on the go at the moment. I've just for Australia Day and it's really it's a slow cooked lamb that we have oh, with um, sourdough and some avocado oh, and things. Like, yeah, so, um, yeah, really nice food, um, food that all the family will eat. Uh, and we get to have it like the, they get that variety. Yep. I keep stability in my breakfast and my lunches and tweak the quantities to allow for my dinner, so to speak. So I plan out my meals. I've picked my my seven dinners for the week and I've got a bank of dinners now that are all um, foods that uh, work for me. Um, but there's, you know, I don't know, I've probably got 15, 20 meals that all the family will eat that I eat. So we do get that variety. A week can consist of some fairly stable ones and then I throw in something different. Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturay, your one-stop shop for metabolically supportive food supplements and skincare and makeup, which is all coming very, very soon, end of February. I say that nearly every podcast. People are like, oh, fuck you. You're probably sick of hearing it. But I promise you it's coming end of February in the makeup we're formulating. So um, today I'm joined um, by Lou Driver, and she's been in our program. How long have you been in the program, Lou? Just over two years now. It's part of the furniture, you know. Yeah. And um, she has been on the podcast before because she has a pretty inspiring story. She came into the program with really bad endometriosis. Well, actually, I'll, I'll let Lou just give you a quick um, brief history of, you know, why she joined the program and her, her background. And then we're going to talk about tracking. And, you know, Lou has a stressful job. She works full time. She has kids and she's achieved really amazing results in the program. And she's, we're going to, I guess, talk about tracking and how as a mom with kids, you can do it basically. And we're going to give, Lou's going to give you her hot tips to make it easier for you. So anyway, Lou, so tell just a brief history about who you are, you know, why you joined the program, what results you've seen. So originally I found you guys because I was looking for, um, a training program so I wasn't doing a random bunch of shit in the gym as Craig likes to say <laughs> um 
And when I was listening to some of your stuff, the nutrition content, I've always been very um, health conscious, I suppose. Um, I was never one that did the crazy fad diets like keto and all that sort of stuff. But yes, I ate mountains of green veggies and uh, all that sort of stuff. And when you actually look back, even though I ate great lots of volume, there probably wasn't a lot of calories in, in, in it. So I wasn't intentionally dieting, but certainly didn't eat enough calories. Um, and the nutrition just, it made sense. It just really made sense to me. And a lot of the things that you spoke about, like the endometriosis and things like that, that it can be helpful for were things that I was suffering. So I'd had endometriosis. And when I reflect back, I think I had it from the day I got my period. You know, I remember my first period was 16 days long and going to school with a pad and a tampon and it running down my leg by morning tea, you know. So, and that was just, you know, mum said, oh, well, I have heavy periods that's your lot too and and you get on with it I think I end up having um five or seven so I've lost count five or seven surgeries for endometriosis to um have it lasered out and cut and all that sort of stuff um and I had help to have children so I had artificial insemination to have my kids because the endometriosis played up with that and you know after eating this way though sometimes it felt like you you know two steps forwards one step back um, here I am, and I reckon it was 12, 18 months later, no more endometriosis. Chronic thrush was a huge one. I had chronic thrush. I was on medication that they just went, yep, you'll be on it till menopause. That's just some women get that. They, No one could explain it to me. And these medications are given to cancer and AIDS patients to treat heavy fungal infections. That You know, there was no PBS for it either. So, you know, a couple of hundred bucks a month just in medications. Uh, and very taxing on the liver I don't take any of that anymore it's gone so um yeah I and you know eating heaps of food eat heaps of food now and I, I've always loved my food so that's always a bonus to be able to eat heaps so yeah that's a that's a bit of my background and how many kids do you have I have two kids um yep. teenagers now so I have a 15 and a 17 year old yeah and you what's your because you often tell me like your jobs it's quite stressful you work full time um, as well. Yeah, sorry, I'm a business manager in um, the health in the public health system, Queensland mm. Health. So, but the um, moment would be pretty. Oh, uh, it's it's huge at the moment with Corona, yeah. and I mean it doesn't just uh, touch the front line though. I don't get touched anywhere near like our clinicians, um, yeah. and my heart goes out to them for everything that they are enduring at the moment. But it certainly does touch every part of the system, and we're all feeling mm. it. So, yeah, it is a very busy, stressful time. Oh yeah, I feel I feel for you guys. Like it's mm. just it's a crazy time. Um, so you're really busy, and I think that's why a lot of mums are attracted to our program. And when I say older, like I mean I'm older too. Like I'm 40s. I mean we have young women in our program, don't we? But we typically attract a lot of like 40 and 50 year old women who've done all the stupid diets. But you know, you were saying to me before, I don't have, I can't train five six days a week. I can't do a ton mm. of cardio. I can just only you know you were saying three days is comfortable but you're doing yep. four days now and you don't have time to spend hours and hours in the gym so I think that's no, I don't I, yeah. I definitely don't three I used to do three days I'm in a position now where tracking is very comfortable a lot of this mm. is second nature to me and just my personal goals so I've, I've bumped it up to four in in um, combination with my coach um we've decided four is good and, and i'm managing that keeps me busy but three mm. was certainly comfortable and definitely saw great results on three days as well so mm. Yeah. Mm. so let's let's talk about tracking because a lot of you know i get a lot of pushback from women around 
I don't want to track my food. You know, I get really stressed about it. You know, it causes me to become, you know, really focused on it. Um, mm. And, you know, I remember when I first found pre-metabolic eating, like prior to that, I was always, I guess, associated tracking with I'm eating 1200 calories. It's all about restriction. So when I thought about tracking again, I was like, oh my God, this is just going to be so restrictive. Whereas, you know, obviously when I found Emma and started working with Craig, I was eating, not starving myself anymore and eating more food. And once I actually started to plan ahead and, you know, I looked at it more as optimization and achieving my goals, I, I really, it's sort of, I flipped my mindset around the tracking because I, you know, I don't know about you, but I found it really empowering, you know, like it's so awesome now not having anyone to have to tell me what to do with my diet. Like I know how to adjust oh, my calories. Yeah. I choose what I eat. I know when I need to eat more. I know I need less. I know if I wanted to lose body fat, I'd just have to dial my food in a little bit more, or maybe I'd have to train a little bit more, you know, like it's not this crazy, you know, you're not, you, you you're educated now, I think. Yeah. And you, you don't have to think about it too much. Once you're actually, once you actually learn that skill and it's like yeah. anything, it is a skill to learn. Once you learn that skill, you literally don't have to think about it that much anymore. So it, it, it actually frees it. I feel like it frees up a lot of my time because I don't have to think about it. I know what I'm doing. I'm not thinking about what am I eating for the next meal. I know it's there. So I think you probably nailed it there is what I think what one thing that makes it really difficult for women, you probably see it too in the program is if they're not planning in advance. Oh yeah. If you don't plan in, in advance, you're going to get yourself into a hole really quickly <laughs> trying to squash those little macros in everywhere and make it, make it fit. And then when it doesn't fit, you know, that feeling of not being able to achieve it and, and mm. like it doesn't work. But if you, I mean, I literally do a day in advance now. Mm. Um, mm. Obviously in the beginning, planning my week out was the way I went, but I can do mine a day in advance. I'm, I'm fairly stable in the calories that I'm eating and mm. I'm fairly stable in the types of foods that we eat. And, and I know roughly uh, how many grams of, uh, how many grams of protein I need and things like mm. that. So mm. I can, I can, I can just plan a day in advance mm. if I want to. Sometimes I plan a few days in advance. But, yeah, it, it's it's really not that big a deal anymore. Mm. Yeah, I think, like, you know, like I hear from women, they're like, oh, it's so obsessive and I'm in the food tracker all the time. And I definitely think if you're in there every day and trying to balance meals and you're not planning ahead, you get caught out without meals, you know, then you're going to be hungry, you're going to reach for crappy food, you're going to binge, and you're going to find it so stressful because you're always in there obsessing about it. Whereas I think yeah. if you plan ahead, the number one thing I think is start planning ahead. So could you talk about, you know, how you approach this on a like day-to-day and week-to-week basis? Like what is it you're thinking about, you know, on the weekend before the next week? Like do you talk us through your process because you've so, got the kids and obviously um, they don't eat the same thing every night no and I think that's one of the I, I think there is one of the keys to why um a lot of mothers might find it difficult so mm. um as much as eating the same thing every day works it's consistency you don't have to think about it and you can go this week I'm eating this for lunch this for dinner boom, I'm mm. done the rest of the family isn't going to do that with you or don't want to or that's where they've got pushback or whatever. So how do you make it work? I eat a different dinner every night and my family eats what I eat. So I, um, my process is, so I sit down on a Sunday night. I do one, online shopping saves us so much time. So I make sure I do online shopping. Um, I pick all my meals, all my dinners for the What week. are some of the typical dinners that you would have? 
with you and the family? Um, so one of my training nights is a really, really easy one. To make it easy for me is we have eggs night. So mm. I personally like scrambled eggs. I have scrambled eggs on sourdough. Wow. Um, but it also means that, you know, if someone wants fried eggs, it's easy to do. Or my daughter likes to get into the kitchen, so she'll make herself an omelette. But it's an easy night. And mm. I'll always put that on a training night. So mm. I know because I train in the evening. So that's a, a, a low prep meal that's really easy to do after training. Have uh, anything else from... You know, anything from steak and homemade chips and um, lamb chops and mashed potato mm. uh, a really nice slow cooker teriyaki chicken that we have with mm. rice. Um, mm. Oh, I've got one on the go at the moment. I've just for Australia Day and it's really it's a slow cooked lamb that we have oh, with um, sourdough and some avocado oh, and things. Like, yeah. So, um, yeah, really nice food, um, food that all the family will eat. Uh, and we get to have it like the, they get that variety. Yep. I keep stability in my breakfast and my lunches and tweak the quantities to allow for my dinner, so to speak. So I plan out my meals. I've picked my my seven dinners for the week and I've got a bank of dinners now that are all um, foods that uh, work for me, um, but there's, you know, I don't know, I've probably got 15, 20 meals that all the family will eat that I eat. So we do get that variety. A week can consist of some fairly stable ones and then I throw in something different. And mm. then I just do my meal plans around my dinner. So I start with my dinner. What am I having for dinner? And then I throw everything in around it. Mm. And so, like, it sounds like to me, you know, you're picking, you know, you've got the protein, carbs and fat. So you're sort of going, okay, what's the protein that we're going to have tonight? So for example, slow cook lamb, what's yep. the carb? We're going to have the sourdough. What's yep. the, you know, the eggs night, what's the protein and fats, the eggs, and then we're going to have the sourdough. And so that's right. the mashed potato. So it's sort of like thinking in your head, what's my mate? Always start with your protein. Yep. And then, oh, look, you're your chicken, your slow cooker chicken, and then yep. you, have, you have your rice and you have your carb. So I would start with my protein then think about my carb and then fats usually work their way in fairly easily anyway. Um, if I'm having something like fish with um, homemade chips, so we have Fridays is fish and chips night, so we have homemade fish, uh, fit, fresh fish and homemade chips. There's not a lot of fat in that with the way I cook the chips, so I'll cook the fish in butter. So it's now about how do I cook it to help add that fat if I need to. Mm, mm. And then what about, okay, so you do your dinners. Do you ever make things like spaghetti bowl or like any? Yeah, spaghetti bolognese. Yeah, yep, it's a good easy one. So it's mince. It's just mince really in tomato passata. Like that's it really. We have, we that's have it. Spaghetti. Yep. Um, the only difference would be is I do rice noodles. That mm -hmm. was a transition point for the family, mm. but they now do rice noodles with me. So mm. that's good. I don't mm. eat a lot of pasta. It doesn't agree with me. I'll have mm. it on the odd occasion, but it's mm. very heavy. It's very bloating for me. So mm. that's not something I go down the path of very often. Mm. Um, but as a standard meal, absolutely spaghetti bolognese and rice noodles is very similar to pasta. So the kids eat it as well now. And then so like um, what about your lunches? How do you plan them out? Do you do you like cook batch cook stuff or do you have something different every day or what? how do you do that? Um, I've done two different ways. So I suppose it depends on what your macros have been. Um, at the moment, I have a set lunch. So I have a set breakfast, I have a set lunch and I have my two snacks that I set 
the difference is my my dinner. So I put my dinner in and then with my breakfast, lunch and snacks, I can adjust those. So in the morning, um, I like mango smoothies in the morning. But if the dinner that I'm having, I'm a little bit heavier on, um, say I need a bit more protein, I'll do my shake in the morning with milk rather than orange juice because it's a little bit lighter on carbs, heavier with the protein. Mm. So I've got that meal. It's still the same breakfast. I'm just giving it a little tweak. Mm. I'm really low in fat for the day because prawns, if we have prawns during the week, that is actually quite a light fat day. Uh, I'll add a little bit of coconut oil to it. Mm. Um, You know, your snacks, a little bit more fruit, a little bit less fruit just depending on how your carbs are. I find sourdough um, in the evenings, if I have that, saps up my carbs. So I might want to be a little bit lighter in my carbs along the day. I put a lot of honey in my um, morning shake. That's another one that you can play with really easily where you go, oh, I'm a little bit heavy on the carbs. Instead of 30 grams of honey, I'm going to put 20 today. Still Mm. tastes great, still tastes the same, and it's really not much adjustment. So it sounds like you really obviously now understand through tracking what foods contain what macros. So you know now, okay, cool. I need a bit more carbs. I'm just going to add it here. I'm going to add this here. Yep. I need fat. I add this. Yep. Yeah. And it, and it you do over top, like we said, it is a skill. So in the beginning, it, it does take you that little bit longer and you may feel like you're in there a lot. But if you just give it a chance, you actually become second nature. Then you might, you know, even down to things like, oh, I need protein, but I don't have any fat left and I can't take it out anywhere. Okay, well, I'll use the um, no-fat Greek yogurt yeah. and that's a way to bump it up. Yeah, so yeah. you just look for those different items. I also know for me and my macros now that around 125 grams of protein in the evening works well with everything that else that I've got planned for my set breakfast, lunch and dinner that works well, that I know it's around 125 grams. A little bit heavier for prawns, I find. Um, but other than that, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um, some of the other things that really work for me is using um, cooked quantities. Mm-hmm. So when you cook for a family, um, you, you've got chicken, say having chicken thighs and chips, you're doing big batches. So it's really actually quite hard to go, oh, I'm going to take this many raw potatoes, cook it down, and then there's my serve when there's three, four, five other people in the family. So I actually do cooked quantities. And again, as long as you're consistent with what you use in tracking, it doesn't matter. It will work itself out as long as you always use that. So then what I can do is I can go, okay, I need about a kilo of chicken out the freezer to cook for us all. So I take a kilo out, cook. And then when I serve, my plate sits on my scales and I just tear it every time I add an item and I serve mine out first. So there's, I need 125 grams of chicken and I need 200 grams of chips. Mm. So I weigh them out and then everyone else gets what's left over. Yeah. Good one. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. You've really got it down to a fine art now. Yeah, and then you you've got your you've got your big meals like I might do a, a Mexican mince. That's a recipe one. So I do a whole recipe of it, and I know that that's eight portions. And if that's eight portions, I take a portion and I serve out eight. Some go in the freezer, some are for the family, whatever. Then if you've got little, so I'm lucky in the sense now that my kids are a bit older and they pretty much eat an adult portion. My boy more if I let him. <laughs> 
But um, if you've got little ease and you go, this meal makes eight portions, well, it might actually be nine portions because one of your little ease, that's worth two small portions for them. So it's just looking at it like that. So that's the way I would serve out a all-in-one meal rather than a, a meal that's like meat, veg, potato. Do you um, use any like uh, like protein powders like casein or collagen or any of that sort of stuff to like add in? I have my collagen um, every day. I make mm-hmm. sure I get I get that one in because mm-hmm. uh, I, li- I like my red meats and things like that. And as we know, we miss a lot of the gelatinous side of meats these days. So I definitely use my saturated collagen um, and have them. And I have that throughout the day. So I put in my shake in the morning. I have it in my training drink. I actually really love it mixed into orange juice with a dash of bicarb and that's my nighttime drink. makes it really creamy. Um, so, yeah, I get my collagen in through the day and that's part of my protein intake. Um, the um, casein is a case-by-case case. if I'm really light, if I'm having like prawns and I can't really bump it up anywhere else, I'll throw a scoop of protein into my cho- my bedtime chocolate milk or mm. I can add it to my shake in the morning. So that's another way to play with protein when you don't have any fats left. Or carbs. That's a good one, yeah. Like the yogurt, yeah. it's like you need stuff that's like really low fat and yep. really low carbs. Um, and do you? what about your liver and oysters? Do you have them every week or the liver capsules? I personally do. <laughs> I'm about fresh is best, and I actually love oysters, Kilpatrick. So oh, me too. Oyster, yeah, so yeah. oysters, Kilpatrick is mine yum. every Saturday. Oh, yeah. So yeah. What so a nice Saturday treat. Yeah. Yep, so we, we buy our fish on Friday, so we get yeah. our fresh fish. I buy a dozen oysters in there for lunch the following And you just put them in your meal plan? Yeah, just put yeah. them in my, yeah. in my meal plan. Yeah. Um, my liver is in my meal plan, but that's 20 grams of liver every day. Mm-hmm. Um, that quantity works for me. Yep. I'm a bit of freeze it down in a chunk, chop it up and swallow it. Yeah, good one. Yeah, well, I think whatever <laughs> way you get it in, I just say to people, I'm like, take the tablets, eat the liver fresh, you know, whatever way you can get it in, just get it in, you yeah. know. So you work that in. Okay, what about if you go out for dinner or a meal? <laughs> what do you do then? Um, you know, I, I pick those things that are going to work for me and it's really quite easy. I'll pick a, a steak and I pick the mashed potatoes so I'm not getting the crappy fats mm. that they cook their chips in. Um, I'll choose the vegetable option and I just eat the, you know, there's mm. usually a bit of broccoli or whatever in it. Yeah, I have it sometimes, sometimes I don't. Mm. Um, but once you get used to it, you are, you you get better at eyeballing. So if I order a steak... I wouldn't eat the whole steak because they're huge portions a lot of the time. Yeah. So I would just eat half the steak and either I offload it to the the rest, to the partner or the kids, which they love because they eat a hell of a lot more than me. Uh, they love their meat. Um, or you take it home with you and take it home and use it the mm. next day um, mm. as part of your as part of your protein. Um, That's a good idea. So yeah, I just look at it so I just choose things on the menu that are going to work for me and I just eat my normal food through the day and if I'm eating my normal food through the day I don't want to go out and binge because I'm not starving it's Mm -hmm. just another normal meal um jump online beforehand check out the menu what have they got plan it in if you if you want to really get that meticulous about it in the beginning sometimes you have to be Mm -hmm. uh go get on the net look at their menu work out what's in there do your best guess of, of quantities and ingredients and go from there. 
Mm, mm. And, you know, like what advice would you give to a woman who was just going, I just don't want to track my food? Like. Oh, you have to. You do just. <laughs> I don't it's honestly it's so once you actually get used to it it's really freeing just knowing that it's there and I just know what I'm eating I get up for work I pack all my food I don't have to fossick through the fridge because I know what I'm eating at the beginning of the week it's all there in the fridge so you don't get caught out with oh god what am I going to eat I don't have enough or whatever if you if you get into those routines and those habits that actually save you time in the long run feels mm. like work in the beginning but in the long run it will save you time mm. and you just you I feel like you just take control back of your food like there's no more guesswork there's no more someone else you know you can see the result of eating consistently like whether whatever your goals might be they might be muscle gain fat loss weight loss you might be trying to balance your hormones but like that, the result of the consistent eating, like every person I speak to and every woman in our program, like you, who gets good results, they track their food. Yeah. You know? you can, yeah. You have to, you, you mm. have to. And it really, the benefits of it, once you get past that initial learning curve, which in anything we do in life is a learning curve. Uh, once you get past that, it really is very, very simple. And you can put it into a family and, mm. um, you know, sometimes there's going to be resist. There was resistance in my family to begin with, um, but you slow. You know, in the beginning, you might have to eat the same thing and still be cooking other meals for the family. If you are the predominant cooker in the family, depending on what your setup is, and that's okay. But then you can start bringing your meals in. Like, okay, well, we are going to have spaghetti bolognese, and I've been having it with rice noodles. So tonight, we're all going to try rice noodles with it. And yeah, okay, they're all going to whinge, but they will eventually eat it. They, or they can, or um, you can just cook them bloody spaghetti because that's not even really that yeah. hard, is it? Like you, I you, used to separate. I'm now, now you're like, no, nah. I don't separate. <laughs> you're like, you're eating the. They do taste like. I mean, I. They I think it just. Yeah, it's about like you say, you just can't tolerate spaghetti that well. Like we have usually have spaghetti bolognese once a week. You know, I've got no issues with it. But again, like you say, it comes back to what you can tolerate, what your body, what makes you feel good. Um, Craig could didn't used to be able to either. Like he's so much better now. Yeah. Um, sorry, keep going. Yeah. So you, you yeah, at the start, you know, it might be a bit of resistance. Yeah, you might have to do a little bit of different, different cooking. But I can tell you now that if you told a kid, what if you didn't have to eat broccoli anymore and you could have chips a couple of times a week as long as you ate the spaghetti bolognese with the rice, rice noodles when we have it, they're going to do it <laughs> because the rice noodles are a hell of a lot better than the broccoli. I can tell you now. So true. That it's just getting them used to it. And, you know, with older kids or, you know, those husbands that maybe don't want to come along for the ride, you start with separating and then you get to a point where it's like, well, I've cooked dinner and tonight's rice noodles. If you don't want the rice noodles, that's okay. You may cook the pasta. I'll tell you, they'll eat the rice noodles. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They're like, nah, <laughs> they I'm not cooking. Cook for themselves. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. I love it. That's so funny. And um, what about, let's talk about appliances because I feel like, you know, like I think some good ones like that I recommend because everyone loves hot chips, like get an air fryer. Oh, yes. Don't you reckon they're the best? Now, look. <laughs> oh, she's not going to agree with me. <laughs> no, I used to be, I'm very competent in the kitchen. Yeah. So I used to be like, how hard is it to chop a few potatoes and put it in the oven? Like that's it. And then I bought an air fryer. I never got it. And then I bought an air fryer. I get yeah. it. 
and they, the they actually taste better. They actually taste better. They, so, they yes. do better. Because the thing is, when you do them in the oven, you've got to put a lot of fat on them to yes. get them crispy. And yes, obviously, that's just going to blow your fat macros out. So what I love about the air fryer is you can put like, we do like four, a teaspoon for like 400 grams of potatoes. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. it, and they go really crispy, but they keep the fat, keep your fat yeah. down. Okay, yeah, air fryer. Air fryer, slow cooker. Slow cooker. And they're slow cheap. cooker. They're like 20 bucks. So for me, yeah. And for me, um, I might, when I'm cooking a meal on a, uh, a Tuesday night, I train on a Wednesday. So on a Tuesday night, I might cook chicken and chips. Mm. And while I'm waiting for the chips to cook, I'll throw my stuff in for a slow cooker for Wednesday. It gets turned on before I go to work. And then I don't have to worry about dinner on a training night. So training nights, I've got eggs. I've usually got like a slow cooker meal. Um that's such a good idea. Uh, you can also do things from the freezer really easily on your training night as well. So if you did something like like we've got a Mexican mince that we do, so it's just mince and carrot and zucchini and onion and bits and, and spices and, and stuff, we have that with rice. Big hit in the family. Mm. Cook a double batch. It's no harder to cook a double batch, no longer to cook a double batch than what it is to cook one. So mm. cook a double batch, portion it down, put it in the freezer. So that can be a training night as well for those who train in the evenings and have a family and need to cook a separate meal. That mm. can save you some time. All you have to do, I even freeze my rice in portions, but if you don't want to go that far, all it means is you walk in the door, you throw the rice on, while you're sharing, the rice is cooking, come out, you take your mince out of the freezer, reheat that, put it with your rice and you're done. Like it's, it's literally 10 minutes. Mm. prep time so you can fit your gym in mm. so that's and, enough um a big freezer space when we talk yes. about appliances big i reckon investing space. in a deep freezer is the bomb like we got one and it's just so good like because you yeah. can just make bulk stuff and you chuck it in there and you're like oh great i've got this like i don't have to cook tonight yep and you Definitely. can buy not like re, like i we've got quite a big one i saw vic bought one out you know ups manager vic it's like half the size but you know deep but you can still fit a shit ton of stuff in those Yep. We've just got a second freezer, just a second stand-up freezer out the back, and it's not mm. even big. Mm. And I've got that, and I've got a drawer one in the kitchen, which is bigger than your, your, your top mm. loading ones. But that's all all I've got. Lots of Tupperware containers, freeze yep. down in portions. Yeah, works yep. wonders. So training nights, if you're a busy busy mum, that's working, and that prep time because you say you're going to the gym after work. That prep time for dinner. Mm. Do an eggs night, do a slow cooker night, and do a freezer night. There is three training nights for you right there. And let's talk about the slow cooker. Yeah, slow cooker. Let's talk about budget friendly because I feel like, you know, okay, like grass fed mints is cheap. You know, you can get yep. good quality, cheap grass fed mints, you know, like buy the slow cooker cuts of meat and put them in the slow yep. cooker, right? Chicken thighs. Yeah. They're cheaper. You can buy chicken thighs. You can trim them up so they're not so fatty. Um, they're all the ones it, that I use for a family. Yeah. And you don't yeah. have to spend that much money. Like you don't have to be buying I feel it fucking steak and no. you know, like backstrap. And seriously, and- if you want a really good steak mm. and you're eating really well through the day, you actually don't need a huge portion of steak. It's expensive, but when you're only eating, say 150 grams, one piece of steak from the butcher could be two pieces for you. 
could be two yeah, serves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, cut it down, put one in the freezer, and there yep. you go. So it actually, if you do want to have something like a piece of steak that's grass-fed from the butcher, yes, it's a little more expensive, but when you're doing your protein, that when you're balancing your meals and you're getting enough protein through the day, you actually don't need that much in the evening. Mm. So if you don't get your protein throughout the day, you find that you do need big lots of protein in the evening, which is not mm. ideal. And then mm. it does become expensive. Most of my protein comes from milk and cheese eggs. And, and eggs and yeah. all that sort of collagen. stuff. And then I, yeah, yeah you collagen. don't really you're right. Like by the time you get into the day, you're at, like my always is 150 grams roughly. Is I know yeah. I'm like you, like I need about 150 to be, to get to my 150, 160 yep. protein. And it's the same. I just pick 150 fish, 150 lamb, 150 yep. steak. You know, we make up our big, I've just got this standard recipe for spag bog that I do and it makes four dinners for us. Like I yep. just have got it in the food tracker and I just know and I do the same recipe every time because I just know that that's, and Craig puts it in. So you're right, you just, you know, if you spend that time at the start of the week just thinking about what you're going to have and you buy meat on special. I was just going to say, and if you've got a deep yep. freeze, I'm a big specials buyer. I love it. I can tell you now, I <laughs> never ran out of toilet paper when Corona hit because <laughs> I had a cupboard full <laughs> And I wasn't a hoarder. I just had it there from special. Yeah. Anyway, whole other story. But, you know, doing things like buying bulk on special, if you can get yourself into a position where you can buy ahead, because I suppose if you haven't done that before, initially bulk buying can be a bit of a cost. But then if you, as you go on, it, it evens itself out cost-wise and you're not spending that money every week. But if you bulk buy, so you bulk buy all your meats on special discount cards, use all your discount cards and everything. So, you you know, all the butchers now, a lot of the butchers, or, you know, every time you spend so much, they give you a stand. And on your 10th purchase, this is for my butcher, on the 10th purchase, I get 10% off. So I buy my mints from him every week. Um, I usually get a stamp from him. By the time I get to the 10th purchase, I go, great, give me a couple of kilos of rump, give me a leg of lamb, and I buy up big to get the discount. Same mm. with your thighs, all that sort of stuff. Wait until they're on special and buy a few kilos, pack them down into one and two portions so you've got control over um, quantities that you take mm. out of the freezer. Mm. Perfect. Yeah, so good. Um, so I was just thinking about the appliance. Have we missed anything? I don't really think so. Like, I mean, uh, the slow cooker and the air fryer, mm. I feel like are the number, the two like ones. We use our air fryer like every night because we just yeah. love hot chips. Yeah, we, um, we use it several times. We have hot chips yeah. several times a week. It's my favourite food. The kids yeah, become same. obsessed with chips. That with a, I've got a nice barbecue seasoning. Well, it might have been one mm. of your recipes actually, yeah. the barbecue seasoning. Oh, I know, chips. on the chips. Love I know. It. So good. Love it. I know. And you feel um, like you're having this like naughty meal. Like I used to always love KFC chips. Obviously yeah. so dirty cooked in the in the in the pufas. But now you can have these amazing hot chips and like juice. I just love juice. I never get sick of it. Like I reckon I've just been eating those air fried chips for like years with the juice do every you, night. Do your juice with a pinch mm. of bicarb and your collagen, you whisk it up really well and it really? goes kind of um like creamy frothy. and then you put ice in it. Oh, oh, it's so good. <laughs> that, have that dinner with dinner it. every night. <laughs> and oh. I was going to say too, if you ever like, if you like, if you're someone who likes broths, use chicken feet. They are so cheap. Like I posted this reel on Instagram of how I make them. They're like five bucks a kilo for chicken feet yeah. and they make the most gelatinous broth or use like the collagen. The collagen's actually quite, in terms of cost-wise, if you're making broths, it's pretty 
on par, I've worked it out, yep. you know, so it's like, it just depends on I'm what just you, time poor. Exactly. So time That's poor is like, so I don't make bros all the time. I'm, when I've got a weekend when I'm at home and we don't have a lot of shit on, I'll just be like, hey, I'm having a yep. potter around weekend and I make this huge yep. thing and I deep freeze it, but I don't, I'd probably do it like maybe once every, you know, like month or two months or something, just when I can be fucked. Cause it's a bit of a ball ache. Like you yep. do have to like, you know, drain it all out, leave it overnight, scrape all the fat off, portion it up, like, you know, but. Yeah, that's yeah, another one, a good a, a, saving. Mm, yeah, you can save is. money. Um, and I think, like, you know, if you get yourself into that position where you've got that deep freeze and mm. you're freezing down, you don't spend all weekend cooking and prepping for the week ahead. So I suppose, you know, like if you're going to do one of those plans where you go, I eat the same thing every week, you do have to meal prep on, say, like a pick a day, Sunday, you mm. cook all your meals up and everything, and it takes half a day to do that. Okay, mm. that's fine. But then because you've got a family, you're still cooking dinner every night. Then mm. you're going to feel like you're in the kitchen all the time. Mm. If you double up recipes when you're cooking dinner that night, do things like your broth or, you know, even I'll make a Mexican mince when I've got a bit of spare time. I'll just cook a batch and throw it in the freezer um, and freeze that stuff down because you've got your deep freeze. Mm. Uh, that will save you a lot of time. And then it's only like one-off things that you're doing every now and then rather than, oh, I've got a meal prep for a week. Mm. So do you did you say you set your lunch and eat the same lunch during the week? Yes. Yeah, same. Um, I, I have worked in a different manner. Um, mm. Before we were, and it was before we were tracking collagen. So my protein, my protein intake needed to be more. So mm. I was eating more of a, um, like a cooked meal mm. for um, lunches. I have eggs and fruit at the moment is what I'm enjoying. And sometimes I throw some yogurt in there. But when I was trying to get my protein up a bit more, I would, whatever I cooked for dinner that night was my lunch the next day. And the mm. only difference I would do would be, I wouldn't use like a high-fat meal two mm. days in a row because you can't fit the high-fat into two meals. Mm. So you, I'd do like prawns one night and then, you know, you might do a beef stroganoff the next night mm-hmm. and in a, in a day when you're having that for lunch and dinner, it balances out. A little more tricky but absolutely workable. Mm. Or but like at the you, moment... I, you do the same. Or like what I do is I just cook like beef cheeks and freeze yep. them and just portion them out and I have mashed potato or like I'll do a slow cooked meal and just I'll eat the same lunch five or six days and then I'll just change yep. it the next week because it's like and, easy. And I'm happy to do that and that mm. doesn't impact the family. And I suppose that's where we're going with this. How do you do it where the family isn't as impacted so they're not making as many compromises for something that they're saying they don't choose? Okay. <laughs> We would love we would love for them to choose it, but if they don't and you're in one of those environments, you need to be able to cook them a different meal every night. If you're the cooking person in the family, mm. you're cooking a different meal every night. But I don't need to have a different lunch every day. I don't mm. need to have a different breakfast every day. So that doesn't impact them. They get to have their different lunches and breakfasts or whatever mm. it is that they're doing, but they also get their different dinner one that I'm I'm the main cooker in the house, so I'm responsible for that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, it's great. I think these are like, I feel like women in listening to be like, this is life-changing for the meal prep and the planning and the tracking because I think this is where a lot of women struggle, but they struggle because they just don't have all this great advice from someone who's a seasoned veteran at um, yeah. <laughs> the old, obviously I time. am, but I don't have kids, so I don't, yeah. you know, Craig just basically has what I tell him for dinner, like, yeah. you know, and he'll, we rotate 
like three dinners. So we have like two lamb nights, two fish nights at the moment, two spaghetti yeah. nights. And then on the weekend, we'll just on a Saturday, we pit something like, you know, we like octopus or we'll go down to the shops and make something a little bit more exciting. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we just have, we just rotate it through, but he basically just like, he's like, I don't care. I don't want to cook it. As long as it fits in the macros, I'll just have whatever you're making. Yeah. yeah. And look, um, I generally have um, a weekend where every second weekend where I don't have my kids because they're with their dad. So we're mm. a blended family. Um, and we're actually happy. My, my partner's actually happy to go, just cook up one big meal and we'll eat it both nights. It's fine. Like mm. he's, he's happy to do that. Maybe the kids aren't. Or if you've got a partner that's just not happy to eat the same thing a couple of times in a row, yeah. you're still cooking dinner every night. This is a way that you can do it. And you just... Your other choices, you just make sure that they're things that you can manipulate, such as a shake in the morning. Mm. You can manipulate that to how much fruit you put in, how much honey you put in. Do you yeah, use protein orange powder. juice base yeah, yeah, or right. a milk base? Do you yep. use protein powder or not? Lots of control over that. Um, your snacks, how much cheese or how much fruit are you going to have with that snack? So it's not about, um, you know, oh, I've got to find something different. You're not finding something different. You're either having 100 grams of grapes or you need more carbs, have 150 grams of grapes. Mm. Like it's, it's same thing, just your quantities a little bit different just to match your dinners. And as time goes by, your recipes and everything, now I barely even touch my tweaking because... Mm my quantities in my dinners are pretty well set now that it fits my macros. Mm. That comes with time, but it's definitely uh, a way to manipulate. Or if there is a spanner in the works and at last minute we end up out at dinner somewhere or whatever and I go, oh, I need to tweak for tonight, I can. I've got those things where I can pull the carbs back or increase them, same with fats, all the rest of it. Sorry, the dogs are going crazy in the background. Probably Henry's annoying the fuck out of Winston and he's like got like finally barking at him. But no, Lou, that's amazing advice. I think that this has been such an awesome practical podcast with so many amazing tips that um, women can take away. So I really appreciate you coming on. Is there anything else you think that you need to add that we've missed? Um, no, but you, you know, really give it a red hot go. I know tracking doesn't sound like it's sexy and appealing. And yes, it's a little bit of work to start. Give yourself time to learn the skill. Honestly, it's life changing having that. I, I really believe that it's, it's a very freeing feeling being able to go out, eat dinners, whatever, and, and know you've got control over it. Mm, awesome well thanks so much um lou and guys as always i shouldn't say guys women anyone who's watching um you know uh take a screenshot and share it on uh, instagram stories and tag me um k-i-t-t-y-b-l-o-m-f-i-l-d with your biggest takeaways you know give us a rating give us a review tell us what you liked about the podcast you know what you want to hear more of obviously the more reviews we get the more the podcast um gets out and we can just help more women you know, break free from all these stupid diets. Absolutely. Yeah. And who doesn't so. like a good meal? I know. And who doesn't like orange rather juice than, and than ice cream? Rather than and, Yeah. <laughs> and broccoli, chicken and broccoli <laughs> and brown rice. God, how did I eat that for so long? But I, it's, oh. it, yeah. I know. Do it. it do it, people. It's, it, it is. It's, it's awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much, Lou. All right. No worries. Thanks, Kitty.